This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, is a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family. To find out what we're all about, subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB Public Media app. to you. It is time for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. And coming up today, boy, Reddit, you've done it. They stepped on the anthill big time, and the internet is not pleased with your doings. So, I don't know if you've heard, but there's been some Reddit protests and all sorts of stuff. It's a big deal, uh, and it's got a lot to do with what we typically talk about this show. Uh, It's a tech company deciding to cash in big on their platform. So, we can talk about that. Uh, Jeremy's been keeping a close eye on that, and we can talk about those, as well as we have a a handful of emails that we want to get through today. I know I've been saying we're going to do that, and then we take a bunch of calls, which we will do today as well. Email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Thanks to our our wonderful IT guy, Kevin. He's realigned my outlook, where (laughs) it will be much easier for me to remember to put the Everyday Tech email in my my daily uh, workflow. So if you've sent emails in the past and we were a little tardy getting back to them, uh, do not lose hope. Uh, we have several emails to get to today, and that should be cleaned up in the future. We should have a much quicker turnaround. Uh, and by that, I mean turnaround at all. So that's everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And again, the number is 877-MPB-RING. We have lots of emails, that Reddit protest that we mentioned in the, uh, the top of the show. There's a lot going on there. I have a, a Reuters email uh, not email, a Reuters uh, article here that is uh, uh, Reddit protest explainer, which is exactly how I Googled it because I need a 30,000 foot overview explainer. Um, but we also have that in the form of Jeremy Thompson, Hattiesburg Computer Doctor. So, Jeremy, what's going on? How are you, man? How has last week or so been for you? Hey, good morning, Jay. Uh, things have been picking up, man. People are starting to remember I exist and that they need help with their tech. Uh, I'm hoping that most people are just coming back from vacation, you know, getting getting settled with school and yeah. all. And they're like, all right, Absolutely. now I need to get this fixed. So, uh, yeah, last night I uh, built a computer for a client. Uh, had to have that ready this morning. That's always fun. I like doing that for people. Um, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I seem to work better at night. Amen. Uh, and I do a lot. I, a, I do I'm a lot from my home office, too. So, I'm a thousand percent uh, a better worker at night for some reason. I don't yeah. know. It's just I'm one of those types. I, I I don't know. I guess I'm just a, a night owl. Yeah. So at midnight, I... Um, Which means I'm perfect I, for the eight to five state job. So You're yeah, yeah. right, right. Exactly. <laughs> just a little bit sleepy all day long. Yeah, um, yeah at midnight, I, uh, I set a bunch of YouTube videos running on it with a 10-hour timer. It's just a you know good way to keep it running, yeah. uh, get some use on it. And uh, when I looked at it this morning, it was like... Let's see, it was like four hours left on the timer. I was like, huh, I didn't get to sleep much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, got the uh, got the machine delivered this morning. I heard the client say, I don't know how many times, it's so fast. That's it's so awesome. Fast. That's it's awesome. so much faster. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, we had it done just in time, like six minutes before he had a uh, Zoom call. So 
right in the nick of time. Man, that's awesome. Six minutes to spare. Man, it's got to be a, like that's, that's got to be a proud papa watching his his baby boy or, or baby girl get the first hit in a game when they've been practicing, you know, baseball or softball or whatever it is, and they see that hit going to center field. When you see that thing plug up and they use it and they say, "Oh, it's so fast!" That must make you proud as a papa, right? Absolutely, and it makes all the uh, the struggle and the mental breakdowns that I had trying to find <laughs> all the parts to get it to go together totally worth it. Yeah, and you just kind of forget about that part, you know. Yeah, that's what you're going for. That smile from the customer. They give them that experience. That's excellent. So I've heard about some Reddit protests, Jeremy. Uh, what? And I think we touched on this very vaguely at the at the, at the very very highest level yesterday. But what? Are not yesterday, but last week. So what is last time? Right. What is the situation? What's why could Reddit, which is such a, a dedicated, uh, and, and kind of an across the board like platform, it's a platform. Why could we be mad at this? This this inanimate platform, Jeremy, what have they done? What could they have well, done? The platform has <laughs> decided to monetize the application programming interface. That's the API. Mm. And basically what an API is, is a, um, a little thing that sits in between the site and the users and it delivers different requests. I know there's somebody out there who's like, mm, that's not what it is at all. But uh, – <laughs> Basically, when you uh, look at uh, something on your phone, uh, on Facebook or Reddit or whatever, uh, it uses um, the API to communicate back and forth with those devices. So if you like something, if you upvote something, you know, all of those things are uh, controlled with APIs. So those things, uh, when they're extended to third parties, this is what they use is an API. So there are. So it's kind of like the, a lot the, of, the design of the engine and how it operates, basically, right? Or pretty that, much. It's okay. like it's like saying, okay, um, we will allow third parties to use this software that we have built, this platform that we have built, um, and they can create their own apps that use those requests to create a better experience. So. Programmers were like, bet, let's do it. Uh, so they created better apps than the Reddit app, and there are uh, quite a few of them because the Reddit app is terrible. Let we me put you, let me put you on the spot for a second. Is there an API that you can think of that's the best use case for open source API? Would it be like Android or something like that? No, this, is, this isn't really like that. Okay. This, is, this is something that it, it's – it sort of sits in between the website and the user. It's not. It's not an operating system. It's, no, it's I understand. I'm talking about the, the the way that it it was kind of like, um, I guess, co opted by the public. I guess is kind of how I was going in the in the connection between those two there. Well, in the past, the uh, the people that create these apps they they extend these things so that you can build something into your website that shows how many likes you have on Facebook or how many people like your business or whatever. But then, you know, it was taken a step further and it was built into apps that could do what the parent app did in a better way. And so that's sort of where the whole Reddit protest is coming from because there are apps that use Reddit better than the Reddit app. And so this is why you may go to the app store of your phone and search for Reddit and there's like set there's like a dozen different Reddit apps and you're like wait a minute I just want Reddit. But you have Correct. all these choices. Right. And those apps tend to do a better job of delivering the information than the original Reddit app. 
In fact, if you were listening last week, you heard me talk about how terrible it was because I've used the Reddit app exclusively. I've never used Apollo or Reddit is Fun or any of those other apps that were built on top of that. I, so I know firsthand just how bad it is. Like you can be in the middle of reading a thread, trying to find some information, and then you just lose your spot. If you tap on the uh, the posts in the wrong way, they minimize, and it, it just it, it gets really confusing. Okay, so there are, there's a better way to do it. So these programmers said, all right, we get, we got a better way. We built another app on top of this, and lots and lots of people use it, millions of users. Well, Reddit has now said we want to charge for these requests. So for every thousand requests, it's like twenty four cents, and that ends up costing millions of dollars a year. Now there was. Um, and by request, and I'm just I'm like I'm making this as easy to digest for people who don't have any idea about what this a request is basically like the sprocket spinning one time, right? It's like it's using it's the using of the API once by request was what you mean. It's by like that. making making some type of request to that site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just um, an interaction I, I do, essentially. I do have to call myself out a little bit because I've been pretty biased in this whole perspective. Uh-oh. Um. There's one thing that we've completely overlooked, which is why Reddit did this exactly. And last week I was like, well, it's because of money. They're a company and they've got to do it. There's a little bit more to it than that, as it turns out. The other big topic that we've been discussing through mm, more and more through the last year is the AIs and chat GPTs of the world that are using the information on Reddit for free. And mm. so I believe the idea here is really not to punish the other apps. That's just sort of um, collateral damage. But these AIs are making obscene amounts of requests to Reddit. And so they do not want to help these other tech companies build that platform. Not for free anyways. Now, your thoughts on that? Because, you know, like... It- <laughs> OpenAI, really? OpenAI, they they've been pretty forthcoming. Like I, I feel like they're they're not in it for themselves about as much as anybody could express that sentiment. So like, what now, do you mean maybe, by that exactly? Well, I mean their CEO. I mean when they had those congressional hearings a few weeks back. I mean he was like, look, this is this is going to move. He was, I guess it wasn't like Zuckerberg or any of any of the other main tech guys who get in front of Congress and they're deceptive and they're secretive and they don't really go into much detail. This guy was as open a book as you could possibly be. And he's like, look, we need everybody's help because this is going to move faster than any of us can can handle this. And and he gave the impression to me that these are a bunch of data research scientists that are in this for for the good that it can do and not to make themselves bajillionaires. That's the impression that I got. I could totally be wrong. I I would like to believe that. <laughs> I really would. Uh, but I don't. Okay. I, I do not. I'm not saying that well, there won't be I, I know some that amazing every, things that come out of this. I know that every tech will. venture has a bunch of data scientists that are in it for the real reason, and they're all backed by people who give them the means to do that stuff right. who do not have the same motivations typically. There you go. Anyway, so I understand what you're saying. All right, so we got a little off track. Anyways, um, that's something to consider when we're talking about this Reddit protest. Is one of the reasons they're doing it, or at least what they claim they're doing it for, is because the uh, the AIs are making lots of requests to Reddit for information, and they do not want to provide that for free. 
I kind of get that because the AI platforms are going to be monetized. There's lots of different ways that that's going to be used. So I get it. Um, unfortunately, it affects a lot more than that. So it's much bigger. To get to our point as to where this is going, uh, the subreddits of Reddit, which uh, those are – if you don't know anything about Reddit, this is like, what is he talking about? Like <laughs> subreddit? What? I'm sorry. Like I don't even know how to – I haven't practiced this obviously. Um, on Reddit, there are groups that are called subreddits, and they are the ones that are controlling this protest because the subreddits were built by individuals or groups and – Reddit has no control over what those groups do as long as they follow the community guidelines and whatnot. They have to let them do what they're going to do. So most of these subreddits have gone private, and unless you're subscribed to them, you cannot see or post anything on those subreddits. And that was supposed to be for Monday and Tuesday. Something interesting happened on Monday. Reddit actually went down for a time. And I personally don't think that's a coincidence. I think that was uh, the strong arm of the internet going, check this out. Check out what we can do. Wow. I haven't read anything that has stated that there was any kind of DDoS attack, but I haven't really dug into it a lot. I've been very busy this week. Yeah. I would like to uh, hear that congressional hearing, and I would like to uh, dig more into that. But at this point, we are three days into a two-day protest. And a lot of the subreddits say that they are going to continue indefinitely. So here's a little overview from what uh, – here's how Reuters broke it out. What prompted the blackout? The action has been in the works for weeks after Reddit announced, as you mentioned in April, that it would start charging third parties for its API. And um, from July 1st, Reddit plans to charge developers that require higher usage limits, 24 cents for every 1,000 API calls or requests – uh, or less than $1 per user every month. Apollo said that with their current usage, the charges would cost more than $20 million a year. Uh, point taken. Why is Reddit making this change? One of the reasons is generative AI, as you mentioned. Reddit's conversation forums have a lot of that data that can be used to train tools such as ChatGPT or Bing. Um, so while some of the data can be collected in an unstructured fashion, Reddit's API makes it easier for companies to directly find and collate that data. So, yeah. Um, who gets affected when uh, the blackout will end? Thousands of subreddits. The forum's dedicated to a specific topic. They're protesting the move, and most of their moderators have planned a 48-hour blackout during which the pages will go private, meaning millions of users will be left without access. And subreddits such as, and this is how general they can be, while at the same time subreddits can be as micro-specific as your imagination will allow you to go. And that's kind of the beauty of Reddit. Subreddits mm -hmm. such as music, gaming, science, and today I learned which is a great Reddit. Oh, man, I love that one. All with more than 30 million subscribers each are participating. And some like the music subreddit, or r forward slash music, as it looks, plan to protest indefinitely. Unlike most other social media platforms, Reddit is heavily dependent on community moderators or mods who police the subreddits for free to weed out offensive or illegal content. And so there you go. The uh, So... Go ahead, Jeremy. The, uh, the CEO, Steve Huffman, sent out a menu, uh, a menu, a memo saying that Reddit would get through it. 
And like all other blowups on Reddit, this one will pass as well. So now the users are doubling down. We're going to find out. So we're in a standoff, basically. Reddit's like, look, this is something we got to do. And the users are like, all right, well, cool. Well, we're just going to be, we're going to hang out here and watch you. Pretty and, much. And not use. <laughs> so that will be interesting. But I guess if, if you don't use Reddit, it doesn't sound like much of a rigor, rigmarole. But if you understand the amount of users that go through Reddit on a daily basis, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the most heavily trafficked websites on the internet period it's a great site i mean we've spoken very highly of it in the past i have found um just volumes of useful information on reddit and i i wish that i didn't have to stand in solidarity with my reddit bros but i do (laughs) i'm missing out on all the new parenting groups i mean i was reading about all kinds of like really good things to know things to expect and like now i'm just having to glean that information from books like a like an archaic individual i know right having to actual read and stuff this is everyday tech on mpb think radio with jeremy thompson the hattiesburg computer doctor i'm jay white thanks for listening this morning let's get into some emails everyday tech at mpbonline.org is the email address we have several of these emails first Jeremy, uh, hello, love the show, listen to it, thought I heard someone call in with a solution of how to get out of the setup of having to use their toner programs. I listened back to it on my computer today and didn't find that information. If there was a caller giving a tip of how to get out of having to use their toner program, um, I'd like to know the steps to take, especially if there, if it resulted in being able to use Brother Toner bought through Amazon or any other source. I have a Brother MFCL 2710DW. Mercy, that's that's quite a name for a printer. Well, there's, a, there's a lot in that name. I, I, it sounds like it. There's a whole lot going on in that Brother printer. I'd buy it just to figure out what all that anyway i set it up and the way to uh, the way it was directed to created an account and signed up for the toner refill program and what specific data do these programs collect the toner programs surely they don't read or keep what's printed right that's a great question and a harrowing thought that i'd never thought of before does anybody know thanks for whatever you can like me with that's from charlotte okay so uh first off i want to teach you a little something about the uh the printer name there yeah the mfc Stands for multi-function copier. All right. And the L after it, I believe, stands for laser. And the DW in the name at the end uh, means that it can print like duplex or possibly that it's wireless. Oh. Or both. All right. So that decodes that a little bit there. Um, That's a long name. I see why they needed to shorten that up. Right. And, for, you know, for the longest time, I thought it was just a bunch of random letters, too. I was like, why? Why? It makes it this? sound like, really fancy. I'll be honest it, with you. It does. After so many letters and numbers, I'm like, look, I take your I take your word for it, brother. Pun intended. It's, it's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, back to uh, Charlotte's email here. Uh, so typically these programs are designed to keep you from buying that cheaper ink off of Amazon. So if you're already set up on the program and your printer is set up to receive that ink, it may not receive any other ink at all, and that is typically the issue is users want to get off that program. They cannot use an ink cartridge that they got from that program once they get off of it. Furthermore, if you're on the program, you cannot use an ink cartridge that you didn't buy through the program. It's very, very proprietary. 
having said that, what you need to do is get your printer off the Brothers Refresh program. And you can do this if you go to refresh.brother-usa.com backslash login and remove your printer from the list. You'll have to log into your account that you set up Ugh. and then you'll find your printer. You've got the model number. We all do now. Um, and just go through there and remove it from that list. Now, they claim that this is to make sure that your cartridges are genuine. But we all know that's a big load of bull. It's Now, you also asked um, about the programs and what they were monitoring. Um, it's not likely looking at like what you're printing. It's looking at how frequently you use it. Now, having said that, there is some other information that they can ascertain from a program like this. So if your printer is always phoning home and telling them when you're printing or when you're using it for any other reason, which you don't know if they can see those metrics or not. Do they know when you're scanning stuff? They can also see what time that you print things. So they can get an idea of, well, are you a night owl like me and Jay? <laughs> or do you get everything done before 10 o'clock? These are things that they can figure out, that they can infer, that we don't usually think about. But there is more information out there about you than just how many pages you're printing. Mm. Mm. So, to her point, can they just look at what, at, at what things you're printing? Could they technically do that? Sure they could, I, right? I mean, okay, they, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Technically, yeah, I, I do believe there are copiers that, like, forensic-wise, like, no, if you no, had, wait a minute. Get, like, Ex if there was a crime that was committed, yes. Explain the frustration with they. Come on, come back with that. Explain. Well, you were like, they? There are so many they's. I mean, who are we talking about? Are we talking about hackers? Are we talking about the brother at brother as a company? Are we talking about uh, three-letter agencies? Because the answer is, uh, who have you upset? Okay. The answer is a question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there is definitely a way to obtain forensic data. Yeah. I mean, this is how, uh, oh man, there have been so many people that were caught for different things, but there is actually stoichiometry, which is a what? message through images. Is it? No, 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 that's not right. That's chemistry. Steganography. That's the word I was looking for. There's steganography, which is a message hidden in plain sight that is printed on the pages that you print. Enough information is hidden on that page to give all kinds of information about where that page came from. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. I hate my life. <laughs> right? Is it crazy? Now that I know that. Like, Never you, print anything like, ever this again. Is why, this is why in the movies, the psychopath always cuts stuff out of the magazine and mails it in because there's there's no data attached to that. But like anything these days, like uh, there, uh, I think the the BTK, the, the serial killer, he was caught because of um, – what was it? The the version of Microsoft Word he was using or something? I can't. I, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'll look that up over the break and get back with that information. I could never be a criminal. There's way too much to think about. He's making it sound like the Da Vinci Code. It kind of yes. sounds like that. Yes. If, if if it's something digital, there's so much information hidden there. It just depends on who wants to find out stuff about you. 
So, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, the answer. That was that, way more than the answer to the question, yeah. I, I don't know if that's what she necessarily wanted in that answer. So basically, yeah, it's she like, might not be able to sleep tonight. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, yeah it's it's – it, yeah. It's, it's basically um, like it's up to them, and it could be every fear you have. It's just whether they want it or not and whether – they're probably already doing it, and it's just whether they use it for the worst possible scenarios, and we find out about it eventually. Pretty much. But yeah, you should uh, definitely look into steganography. It is a very fascinating subject and it props up a lot of our security these days. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified now, Jeremy. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. All right. Let's go to the phones for the first time today. We got Memphis uh, on the line. Wilma uh, received a strange text this morning. Wilma, I'm, I'm starting to get these ad nauseum tell, tell, talk to us about it okay uh, it was a text and it was from a phone number the area code was 630 which i looked up and that's chicago area all it was was a picture of a woman's arm holding a bottle of wine so you could see the label but i couldn't really read it right in front of a wine rack well i was stupid enough to try calling the phone number and mm. It said, what is your first name? And I said, Susan. And then it ding, ding, dinged. And it said, all the lines are busy. We will call you back later. I, mm. You hear so much about spam and hacking. I'm wondering what I've done. Uh, you made their job really easy as far as establishing a level of familiarity with you. Because now they can call that number and go, Susan, we've been trying to contact you. Well, what, what's their purpose? Are they advertising the wine or what? No, I think I think the purpose is to get your information to to know that that your phone number is an active number and there's a woman named Susan there, or okay. to get the name so, of but, whatever the real person is on on that yeah, line. I mean, now, the now name they of whoever Susan. they call. Yeah, yeah, right. So quit worrying about it. <laughs> yeah, Please and if uh, if you get a call from a strange number and they happen to know your first name. Be a little more skeptical. Oh, there he is now. Did I hear your phone ringing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. All right, Wilma. We appreciate it. Don't 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 let them steal your happiness, Wilma. Yeah. Uh, when you get a picture like that, don't re- don't reply to it. If you get a call from a number you don't recognize, should you answer that? Are you expecting a call? Right. You know, it's really hard to say. That like, yeah. Really that, that's hard. that's not a black and white answer. But no. I, I know if I get a call from a number I don't recognize or don't have saved in my phone already, unless I'm standing next to the person that's telling me they're going to call me right this second, I don't answer it. If they need me bad enough, no, they'll, leave, they'll leave a voice message and then I can get back to them. Yep. But uh, and especially if it's a weird like I've never heard like I, I get all the text messages. I don't know what I or my kids have signed me up for, but I get all the text messages that are like, hey, Rhonda. Are you going to come down to Manhattan Beach and have dinner with us tonight? And I want to be like, I'm not Rhonda, and I don't live anywhere near Manhattan Beach. But they want to reply. They know where they're sending that message. They know I'm a 601 number, so they know I'm not anywhere near Manhattan Beach. And my name's not Rhonda, probably. So it's just to, it's, it's to hook you on purpose. And like Jeremy said, the, the simplest intent that I, that I understand is that they just want to know if the number that they're hitting is a cell phone with a person on it, and then they can go to work on you. 
Yeah, you respond with my name's not Rhonda. They go, who is this right. then? Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. know somebody is there when you say it's not who I am. Or what is this arm with some wine? Why did you send that to me? Or where is it? Are we going to go, am I coming there to drink some of that? Anyway, just, yeah. If you want to reply, say where. Don't do that. Don't do that. Seriously. All right. Jeremy, uh, you sent me a link about a machine identification code, and I've been reading about that during the break. This is what you were talking about, the the printers that uh, basically leave a nearly invisible identifying uh, trail, essentially, back to where it came from. Yes. Uh, machine identification code uses small dots on pages that you print to used to identify you in case you do something questionable they'll come find you the dots yellow and white paper uh they're about a tenth of a millimeter in size i'm saying here that's very interesting developed by xerox and canon yeah developed by xerox and canon in the mid-1980s very interesting And and the public only became aware of it in october of 2004 when dutch authorities used it to track counterfeiters who had used a Canon color laser printer. Oh, no. That's what would happen to me if I went into that kind of enterprising for myself. Absolutely. That's why I pretty wild. Okay. So um, also, as promised, um, I kind of got a laugh at this guy because, uh, the okay, the BTK serial killer, obviously nothing he did was humorous. However, uh, in the way that he got caught was quite foolhardy. He was communicating with police, and he sent the news station a postcard that said, can I communicate with a floppy disk and not be traced by a computer? Be honest. Well, they told him that he could, and so he sent in a floppy disk, and they used the metadata from the documents to track him down. (laughs) I believe he used the computer at his church to write his letters and so that's how they got him wow that's incredible so if you're uh gonna commit a crime um i don't know carve it into stone or don't ask your opponent for strategy (laughs) i don't yeah i don't i don't i don't know that seems like a simplified version of what he did but geez I just love how, like, he was like, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, how really? should I try to defeat you guys? Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm a moralist murderer. Uh, <laughs> be honest. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the email. We got one. It's uh, everydaytechatmpbonline.org. My laptop's about four years old. The right arrow key has been acting badly for a couple of months. Often I press the button and nothing happens. Second or third press will usually move the cursor. A couple of days ago, the right arrow button would not work at all. Today it's mostly working. Uh, as soon as I get the laptop, I want to install Linux. Uh, I've been using Linux for at least 15 years. My laptop has a hard disk drive. Almost all of the laptops I've been looking at online have a solid state drive. Uh, some of them say uh, uh, M.2 or PCIe or MVME. A couple say SATA. Uh, my current hard drive says SATA. Is it SATA or SATA? How do you say that? I've always said SATA. I don't know. Is the way you want. There you go. Is there one that has a specific advantage? Should I go with... One of the few that says SATA or will Linux work with any of them? Is there a brand of laptop that works better with Linux? Thank you for an informative and interesting show. There's a lot of layers to that one. That's that's a great question. Yes, yes. Um, so 
about the drive types. If your current laptop says SATA, then you want to stick with SATA because that's definitely what's compatible with your machine. Um, there is the possibility that you have an extra port on your board for an M.2 or an NVMe drive. Having said that, uh, which one is more compatible with Linux? Linux should work great with just about anything. Um, that's kind of the beauty of Linux is it's just very, very compatible. Um, either way you go, though, you should be pretty pleased uh, whether you choose a SATA drive or an NVMe, e- either way, it's it's going to be fast. I mean, it's uh, NVMe drives are technically faster, but you're not. I mean, it's it, if you were measuring it, you'd be able to notice. Otherwise, it's it, you're not going to. You'll be perfectly happy with what you get. Uh, also, I would like to say if you like the laptop that you have, and the only issue that you're having is the arrow key. I would recommend getting that key fixed or look into replacing the keyboard. That will be a lot cheaper than a new computer. Mm, Very much so. Very much so. All right. We appreciate that email. Uh, You can email us. We have some more to get to, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is something that we didn't get a chance to get into last week. But, uh, Jeremy, there's been a thing that, for the the length of your time that this has been a product that you've been on the show, you've been warning people about is going to happen. And then it happened. And now people are shocked about it. So we've got Amazon ring cameras. And it turns out that what you might expect, a company that controls ring cameras that are all tied up to the Internet. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier, but a little bit different. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so I think we covered this previously but um pretty much uh ring was caught spying on a whole lot of people and it wasn't hackers it wasn't leaked data it was right from in-house wow and you know i i i get more and more distant from smart devices all the time Especially when the people inside the company can look for certain private areas of your home, like master bedroom, master bathroom, and spy cam. It's just disturbing, to be honest with you. Because those are the people that you're supposed to trust being very untrustworthy. So, and I don't don't know that there's an answer to this, but if you're Amazon, what what do you do about that? Like, number one, it's kind of, I mean, humans... Are humans right? So we're going to make mistakes. This is um, I, if you're Amazon, how do you reassure people that this is not a thing that will continue to happen? I, I guess, regardless of what Amazon can do, if some employees have this availability, it's all on the individual. And I, I, unless it's all completely artificially done, I mean, this putting human element in this. This is something that you'll have to deal with. Uh, but as fewer and fewer companies control more and more of how this all works, this is these are problems that we're going to continue to run into. It, it, it's more and more prevalent every week as we talk about this stuff. But as as Amazon or as as a major tech company, I don't it, to a certain extent, you want to offer these products, but you're almost like damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, because if you make this stuff, it's like, oh, well, they're just trying to make money off of us and get our information. But at the same time, some of these products are amazing. And it's it, 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 there are things that can 
unlock our future. Kind of like when we're talking about with chatbots and things like that. But it's like, uh, I think largely because of our, our, our political uh, landscape right now and how, you know, division and no one trusts anybody. So everybody's always expecting everybody to be out to get them. But I mean, at, at a certain extent, I mean, can't Amazon just put out a ring camera? And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it to a certain extent. We always phrase, or we always, when we talk about these stories, it winds up that we always kind of frame the, these mega giant tech companies as the bad guy. I don't know that Amazon is technically the bad guy here. I mean, this is a great product, but I mean, yes, they hired the people that did this, but is there a way to avoid something like this? I mean, can you? I don't know that it's possible. Like this is this is part of handing what technology can do for us in 2023 over to the human element. But I don't know if there'll ever be a time where the human element and this technology can't walk hand in hand, right? Well, you know, no, no, I got really deep the, and philosophical right there. I apologize for all of that. Well, it, one of the things that you you have to look at is the way the the speed at which they respond to these things okay yeah that's a great point you know they claim that uh their access practices as of february 2019 were set that most ring employees or contractors could only access a customer's private video with that customer's consent now you know i wonder does that mean like a little window popped up that was like do you want to allow access or do you agree to blah 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 because we all know that we've just been conditioned to snap agree and go to the next step um so i don't think that that is enough there needs to be a system of accountability there needs to be um a a thing that monitors the frequency at which customers data is accessed and what types um there's there is a way to make it more strict um before edward snowden exposed our government of doing a lot of underhanded things it was easy for an official to take a look at any american citizen and after snowden stepped up and kind of showed what was happening Security got locked down a lot harder. I had some friends that were uh, subcontractors for the military, and they said that after Snowden did his thing, their jobs sucked. Oh, yeah. Because they couldn't access anything easily anymore, and that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Get another job if you don't like it. People's security and privacy should be very well protected. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson, the Hattiesburg Computer Doctor. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday morning. Stay tuned. Coming up next is uh, Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. That's at 11 o'clock. All right, Jeremy. Moderators of many of these Reddit communities are pledging to keep their subreddits private or restricted indefinitely. This has come out now. We mentioned that uh, the music one uh, with millions of uh, over 30 million users had already decided that their protest was going to be indefinite. For the vast majority of subreddits, the blackout uh, to protest Reddit's expensive API pricing changes were expected to last from Monday until today. But in a response to a Tuesday post on the R Mod Cord subreddit, users are chiming in to say that their subreddits will remain dark past that 48-hour window. 
Reddit has budged microscopically, says user SpicyThunder335, a moderator for Mod Coord. Uh, they say that despite an announcement that access to a popular data archiving tool for moderators would be restored, our core concerns still aren't satisfied, and these concessions came prior to the blackout start date. Reddit has been silent since it began. So there you go. Like all blowups on Reddit, this one will pass as well. That's according to CEO Steve Huffman. As you mentioned earlier, that's what he put out in an uh, email uh, or a memo to employees. Uh, more is needed for Reddit to act. That's what the CEO said. So if I'm understanding that correctly, he basically invited people to continue to protest. Because he, he had to know that memo was going to go out publicly, right? He had to know that was going to leak. I can't imagine how he could. He put it on Reddit. Oh, he put it on Reddit. I thought that was a memo to an internal memo to employees. Oh, wow. Oh, well, either way, I mean, he still he, he put it out there enough where so, somebody's going to disseminate that. I yeah. mean, I, I thought you said he posted it on a, a subreddit on a moderator subreddit. I don't know, but that's oh, that's oh. a slap in the face. Yep. <laughs> that may not be the play. That that might not be the dunk he thinks it is. All right, let's take a call before we're done. Terry is on the line. Terry, uh, thanks for calling. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking the call. Um, my mom has a one-and-a-half-year-old Dell computer, just a little basic. She's 82, so she just needs the basics. But I think we have made some kind of setting error or something. Her emails half the time don't go, and she doesn't receive them. And... When they do come in and go, it's sporadic. They come in almost looking like computer code, not what people have actually typed in to the email. Interesting. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so what does she use to get her email? Does she use, like, Windows Mail? She uses Yahoo, but she had just used what came on the computer as the server thing i don't know the proper terminology but she was using 365 and so my brother just changed that yesterday to go straight to yahoo versus coming in through that um edge microsoft okay edge. so she must be using outlook then I, I can't answer that question i don't know okay well i mean it kind of helps figure out what's going on but it sounds to me like her emails are being displayed in uh plain text and they need okay. to be switched over to rich text or HTML. But depending on how she gets her email, uh, how to tell you how to fix that is wildly different. Well, okay. So maybe I need to call back on another day when you have more than three minutes and I know more information. <laughs> well, if you got the computer in front of you, it would also help. And I, I, I'm. I'm driving. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. not well prepared. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. It's uh, You can send us an email, everydaytech, okay. at mpbonline.org, okay. and that way you can go into much, much, much more detail without having to remember, remember it all over the phone. And what do I need to tell y'all? It's the server or? No, I need to what know what program she's using to get her email. Um, pictures of a screen. Um, if you could just send us like some pictures, you could just take them with oh, your phone yeah. and attach those yeah. to the email. Uh, that'll help okay. also. Also, show us an example of the email that just looks like a bunch of code. I'd like to see that as well. Super duper. I appreciate y'all, and um, you're always um, interesting conversation. Oh, okay. Well, what's the pup's Thanks, name? Y'all. What's that pup's name? Bye-bye. All right. See you, Terry. Terry, you ain't got time to tell me that pup's name. She needs it to hush. 
Jake, uh, can we get to this last email? I, I really wanted to. Uh, all right. So, um, well, let's hang see. on, hang on. We got a minute yep. left in the show. We have, we have a minute and five seconds from right now. Can we do it that fast? I don't think so. Right. All right. Well, here we go. I got more emails hanging out here, but that's more content for next week. Well, producer trick. Our laziness is next week's work. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening and calling this morning. Again, if you've got any questions, and uh, a lot of times people jump in right at the tail end of the show, and it's too late to get your question in, or maybe you can't you know, put it all in the thoughts you need, kind of like that last one. Like you're, hey, maybe they could help me with this, but you know, there's more to be collected, to be uh, analyzed before Jeremy could make a final decision on what needs to happen here but send us an email with any issues like that everydaytech at mpbonline.org stay tuned coming up next is the original southern remedy with dr jimmy stewart we'll be back next wednesday at 10 for more everyday tech right here on think radio this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand